Comedy LOL Podcast Network. to the terrible podcast this week's quote is from the bible from matthew chapter 5 verse 44 but i say unto you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you i think this is so relevant because i feel a lot of times there's so much hate um or dislike in the world and in a lot of people's lives for lots of different reasons and i think it just comes from ultimately like sadness um in their own personal life or something that happened to them. And so I love the idea of saying like, love them, but I also think you need to feel like empathy for them. And I can tell me when my own personal situations that have been occurring, you know, everyone would say to me, like, I don't understand how you aren't angry. And it's like, I just feel bad. Like, how do you get to that point in your life where you're so upset and you're so angry and you're so vindictive and you feel the need to like lash out like that? That makes me sad for you. And I understand how condescending that sounds. Um, but I really feel like when you say, when you look at it that way, like something must have occurred, you know, no one's born hating or being angry or sad or something's happened to them to get them to that point. And that just makes me sad because sometimes you can overcome it. People can grow from it and, and learn and, and try and do better, but sometimes you can't. And if we believe in this idea of like one, one life, at least it's like one life where you're going to be Brandon and I'm going to be Ashley, I guess, or maybe not. But it's like if you have one life and you're going to spend all your th- this time being so toxic, that's just really sad. Yeah, it's a great point. I like to also uh, I like to say with this quote, it's kind of like when they say know your enemy, you have to know your enemy really well. And it's that same type of flavor. And I also like. You know, it's it's kind of like you have to understand where they're coming from. Why are they your enemy? What drove them to be your enemy? Because if you could understand that, then they don't have to be your enemy. And even if you are, you know, I'm not a pacifist. So if you have to defend yourself, you might have to hurt somebody. You might even have to kill somebody to defend yourself. But that doesn't mean that you have to take them out of your heart. And I know it's a really crazy concept, especially here in the West, for us to, to imagine. But... um. You know, anybody can find themselves in any situation. So I think if you're able to always love your enemy, then you're going to make the right choice about what to do in that action. And you're only going to do things as a last resort that you really have to instead of out of anger. And then you might regret it later. And and just because I think just to piggyback off of that, just just because you understand where they're coming from and you can see how they got to a point where maybe they're your enemy, that doesn't mean that you can fix that. But at least then you can, again, have practice that kind of empathy or or that love because um, some things that you can't some things you can't change. Maybe someone really dislikes you because or is your enemy because they're they They are really jealous of you or they you have what they they deem as like the perfect life or something like that. And nothing you say is going to convince them otherwise. Yeah, that's right. You can't change someone else's mind. You can only change your own mind. And I, I mean, when we were talking about quotes, I said that I think that this is such a great quote to um, 
to be able to piggyback and just jump right into what we're doing today, which we're talking about the seven of pentacles. So we're continuing on in our pentacles um, kind of journey. We're talking about the seven of pentacles today. We're talking about the seven of discs. And then we're going to go into the court card meanings. Last week we did pages. This week we're going to do kings. So we're going to look at what is a king in terms of the court cards. What does that mean? Um, if it came up in various different types of readings, what can you kind of discern from that? So um, any before we move on to the Seven of Pentacles, anything you want to say to wrap up our quote? No, I think we, we could just move on from there. I think we're good. Perfect. All right. So similar to what we do every week, I will give a description of the card and then we talk about initial thoughts, feelings, um, the different parts of the card that, that we see. And then we talk about how it applies to various types of readings. So, OK, the Seven of Pentacles. I have a um, like a light blue background. I have a solitary figure standing um, off kind of to the right hand side and they're wearing like an orangey tunic, blue tights, a blue long sleeve shirt, um, brown boots. They're leaning on a staff. Um, so it looks like maybe it could be a wand, uh, but obviously we're not talking about that. Oh, wait, no, actually, I think it's a hoe or a shovel of some sort. I didn't see the bottom. <laughs> All right. It looks pretty dirty. <laughs> it's a dirty hoe. Brandon, I All thought right. we weren't going to be talking about me like that anymore. <laughs> can't help it stop being a dirty hoe <laughs> hey <laughs> everyone's be like where did that even come from and they just don't hear don't our conversations before anyway okay so um to the left hand side i see like this green um kind of bush or shrub that has all these leaves and there's six pentacles kind of um throughout that and then there's one in between the figure's feet at the ground um and then in the background you see like these purpley mountains and he's standing on something that looks kind of like um uh additional like plants or shrubs or things like that so if you really want to see what this looks like you can check it out on our instagram at terrible two t-a-r-o-t-b-u-l-l and the number two and uh, Brandon posts a picture every week of that so you can see what it actually looks like um, and see if I did a good job describing it. All right. So initial thoughts. What did you think? Initially, this looks like somebody who is like like they're tired, like they're taking a break, like they're doing some hard work. And I can't really tell initially if he's like pleased with what's going on or if he's upset or if he's just indifferent. But um, it looks like someone that's just out there, a farmer kind mm -hmm. of, you know, taking a break. Um, I, I said that it's kind of that rest after trying to do all this different types of all these different types of jobs or all this uh, work. Um, so I, I basically said, like, reaping what you sow. And, you know, it's funny because you said rest. You know, that made me think of on the seventh day he rested. Yes, I know. OK, so uh, I hope I didn't spoil right. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. No, it's good. All right. So uh, those are our initial thoughts. Let's get into the different parts here. Um Let's start off looking at the background. Um, I'm only bringing it up because in my card interpretation, it kind of looks like there's like this aura around him. Um, and all the cards don't actually are going to always look exactly the same, even though it's the same deck. But I've got like this lightish blue background, but it's just like a solid color. And like I said, it looks kind of like, um, you know, like when you go on a green screen and you have like that weird line in between you and the green screen, um, kind of like an outline. That's kind of what it looks like to me. And for me, ow, um, the blue or solid colored background without the clouds and everything like that just, again, looks as though like that the storm has passed and you're able to get everything that you've worked hard for. What did you think? Uh, in my card, it looks like the whole 
the whole sky is pretty much white. Um, but it's the same kind of thing. It's a clear day. It's not, it doesn't, I don't think they're trying to make, give it the impression that it's like really cloudy or anything. Cause it is definitely bright. So I could see that. Um, but I also think that it's doing that cause it really wants you to focus on, you know, on what's going on in the card is instead of the sky. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's look at the, um, the plant, the plant over on the left-hand side where all of the pentacles are. What were your thoughts? Um, it, it just reminds you, it's like a giant bush that you would see maybe like fruit or whatever. And instead of fruit, you're getting these pentacles, which are treasures of the earth, earthly treasures. So it's kind of like joking back and making these things out to be like, uh, I don't know, like grapefruits or some kind of melon or something. But it is weird because I can't really think of any kind of plant that looks like that, that fruits. Do you know what it looked like to me? Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially down at the bottom where you see, like, the vines. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe, like, a squash or something. Um, yeah, maybe has it, like, on a mound or something, and it's grown up around the mound. Or it's, like, on, like, like a trellis of some sort. Uh-huh. I'm using the word trellis. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I'm looking at it, and... I love that the leaves are so big and I love that you can't even see any part of them that looks like, you know, when you're looking at a plant, there's always some leaves that look a little sad. This looks like very much alive Um, and it could continue growing up. Right. So maybe it'll get to the point where it's bigger than him or bigger than the figure. And for me, it was just like, again, like, you know, you reap what you sow. If you put in the hard work, you'll get everything to grow for you and it will bring you this bounty. Um, And then just kind of going back to our quote about kind of loving your enemies, um, you know, I think you get out, you get back to you in life what you put out there. And if you put out toxicity and poison and negative energy, it's going to eventually find its way back. You know, I I think um, something I've been saying a lot frequently is like the truth always comes out. And so when you put out something that's not that for the purpose of hurting someone, eventually it is going to come back to you. Yeah, and I see and, that's oh, just very positive. It's just a very positive. Like he tried to maintain, you know, doing his work, trying to 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 keep his. He literally has his head down, focused, and he's been able to reap the rewards of that. Yeah, I like that. And what you said about when things come back to you, I think as soon as you're doing those negative actions, it's having a negative impact on you. Because it, I was actually reading the Kabbalion. And it was talking about different vibrations and how if you want to get above, I think it's a quote we used last week. If you want to get above a certain negative influence, you have to vibrate higher. And that's kind of what I think they're talking about, because when you're out there, whether it's you're complaining or you're bitching or you're talking shit about somebody or whatever it is that you're doing, you're on this certain vibration. I've noticed this like because I've been like. Uh, meditating a lot more and just been trying to be more conscious of my actions. So I notice how I feel after that. And then I also notice how I feel after an interaction with somebody where it's positive, where I'm like smiling, you know, like I went to Walmart the other day to return something. And I was like talking to the lady about like her kids and stuff, you know, like, and I didn't have my receipt, but it was like no big deal. I was like, Oh, whatever. I just had to do this. And I got store credit and I was like being cool about it. And um, you know, it just left being a positive transaction overall you know and i felt good about it i was walking around the store and left there feeling good i'm sure she felt good so instead of like bitching her out or in a situation where you're just bitching and complaining and looking at the negative side of things 
you're going to feel that right away. And then you're right. It can come back to you. And that's going to make it even worse because what if you do figure stuff out and you get yourself on the right path and you have this negative stuff from years ago, it comes back and now you got to deal with it. It's out there like waves in the ocean. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you're so right in terms of, you know, the way that you interact with the world is going, it's literally like a pay it forward type of idea, right? Because maybe this woman wasn't having the best day, but the interaction with you then made her have a more positive day with other customers. And then that positive experience that another customer had, they left feeling good. And I, um, I just recently went on, um, like a little trip and, you know, I think we use the word synchronistic very frequently, but it was just everything kind of fell into place and everything worked out. And I'd like to think it was because we were just looking to have a good time. We were looking to have like a really positive experience. And it was like every time something good happened, you know, that just puts you in a better mood. You know, you interact more positively with somebody else, whether it's another person at the hotel or whatever you're doing. And and it just like I think it builds on itself. And I think that when you're talking about people who have more negative energy, I mean, you literally could use the term bottom feeders, right? Because they're literally trying to pull you down, like you said, on that lower energy. And then you want to bring yourself up into a higher energy, a little bit more positive. Sorry yeah. to all the catfish out there who actually are bottom feeders. And I understand that, you know, you can't sometimes get outside of adaptation. I mean, an actual catfish that like lives in like a lake or not like somebody who's pretending to be somebody else. <laughs> we don't want to offend any of the actual bottom feeding creatures in the oceans or in the lakes. I know but they're people, listening. Yeah, fuck you. No. <laughs> we know you have to listen to catfish. I got catfish by literal catfish. I was noodling. Look that up. <laughs> That's when they catch a catfish with their bare hands. You ever see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, you can go noodling. It's called like KNU, whatever. Yeah, just to get off subject a little bit. And they go, they do it right in the United States. You go right in these uh, rivers and muddy holes and they go and just grab them right with their hands. It's crazy. That makes me feel sad for the catfish that they like, can't get outside of that. They're like so easily caught. Yeah, we're like, we're out here in our mud holes just trying to be catfish and you want to eat us. What's up with yeah. that? Okay, well, we've gone off a little off topic a little bit here. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze right now. This sneeze is brought to you by Amazon.com. Go to ComedyLOL.com, click on our Amazon site. Uh, sorry, click on our Amazon link and do all your shopping. Ashley, back to you. <laughs> sorry. Okay, um, so we talked a little about the plant. Let's talk about the pentacles themselves. Um, to me, they kind of looked like ripening fruit because, again, on my card, they kind of have this, like, orangey kind of um, uh, perimeter or edging and then it looks a little bit more yellow as it comes towards the center so I, that's why i thought like a pumpkin or a, or like you said a melon or a squash of some sort um but what i really like is that they're all growing they're all growing in we've talked about this before the way that the pentacle is with like the two two of the points pointing down to the ground one up towards the sky so it's a very positive type of growth uh pattern here and what i really love is that none of them are bigger than the others and so i think sometimes if you think about um, like gardening or anything like that, you want to have like a plentiful bounty and you want to have lots of things um, growing from what you've you've kind of planted and stuff like that. And he doesn't have just one big one. He has seven of them and they're all equal size. So it looks like a pretty good harvest there for me. Did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I actually like that how you said that, because you're right. If you think of any time you've ever tried to do anything and when you're growing it, especially fruit you know, like cucumbers or whatever it is, you always get one that's like giant and then you get a few that are small either way. 
But yeah, you're right. So this guy definitely knows what he's doing. He's working in balance. And I love that it's a seven because you have that three, four combination. We always talk about that with like getting to know yourself and self-knowledge. So this guy definitely is putting everything that he has and knows together to do this. And he looks pretty satisfied. He's just chilling out there. Um, I, the only other thing I could say about the, the pentacles themselves is how there's one that's under him. And then the other ones are basically in that bush. So that could maybe go to something like where he's taking a piece of himself to uh, to grow these other ones or something out of himself. Maybe it's the knowledge or whatever it is or all the hard work that ever, you know, that it took him to get this knowledge to do it. Mm-hmm. I love how um, there's the one at his feet. And what I said for that was that um, he's not trying to kind of um, – pick all of these at once. He's slowly maybe uh, picking them one at a time and enjoying that kind of uh, reward before just taking all of them and trying to keep them all to himself. And maybe he won't be able to use them then. Uh, you know, when like you, you get way too, you go like apple picking or something and you get way too many apples and you can't use them before they got rotten. It's like, you've just wasted that food. I think that there's like a purpose here of like, again, then if he keeps them there, maybe they can if they do fall off, they can plant again and then grow into another bush or something like that. It just seems very purposeful that he only has one that he's picked. Yeah. It's so, it kind of, it's something that it makes me feel like he's planning for the future. So you're right. Maybe it's the one that he's taken away to plant and then the other ones he's going to harvest or something mm-hmm. like that. And so, okay, now let's look at the green that he's like standing on. Did you have any thoughts there? I love how he's got one foot on the green and one foot on the brown. So mm-hmm. to me, that's that's very symbolic. So it's kind of like he has one foot and firmly planted in the earth and then the other one that's like firmly planted in the growth. So it, he has a knowledge of what it takes to grow and to maintain the crops. And then obviously, if you look at it as a metaphor, uh, anything in his life, anything, any kind of project or whatever he wants to undertake, he has his feet in both worlds firmly mm-hmm. planted. And so I'm looking at it, and to me, it looks like what he's standing on could potentially be a different type of plant. Um, and so I said that uh, by standing on it, it's like almost like he's like trying to trample those bad things, like the weeds or the plants that are growing and maybe stifling the one that he wants to grow. I um, mean, so he's not being careful about it because if you were being careful, you wouldn't be standing on plants that you want to grow, right? You're going to walk in between the crops and try and stand on the dirt so that you can not trample these young leaves, especially that they're so close to the ground. So it looks like he's being very um, precise and attentive to what the, the plant he's trying to grow. Yeah, I like it, that. I love that you yeah. said the thing about his foot being on the dirt. Cause again, looking at it for just kind of reiterating what I just said about being purposeful of like, he can put his foot there. So he has access to the plant that he wants. And then the other one, it's kind of like, okay, I need to kind of push these things aside and make sure that I'm like kind of killing like the branches or the stems or whatever, so that it's not going to choke out the plant that I want to survive. Um, and just an observation now looking at it, So obviously you only see a brief snapshot here, but what I think is so interesting is that let's say he is a farmer of some sort. He literally, it only looks like has this one plant. Yeah. 
So, so like all his just, eggs are in one basket, kind of. Right, exactly. And so maybe it's like he's put so much time and attention into this, and it was like this was his livelihood. And I think that sometimes that happens for people. You you don't have the opportunity to kind of spread out your resources, and you do kind of invest into something. Um, I often think that that happens a lot in, like, if you go to school and you're being told, like, you need to major in something, you're literally putting all your eggs into this basket of, like, well, this is shit, like, this is what I'm going to have to do with my life now. I mean, obviously, you can get out of it, but, you know, you're putting your eggs in this basket of, like, I want to do this. I'm assuming at some point it's going to be able to help me survive in terms of paying for things and my livelihood. And then you need to cultivate that to try to be successful at it, you know? Unfortunately, we're not capable of, well, you are capable of studying multiple different areas, and I love that, Um, and I wish that that was something that we kind of pushed a little bit more But I think it's like you need to just focus on one. And for him, it worked out. But I don't know if necessarily it always works out for people. Yeah, that that could be actually one of the negative aspects of this card. You can tell people if you think that it's leaning or it's pointing in that direction where, you know, if you just focus on one thing, that's what's going to grow. So that is a negative and positive thing. So this is if this is a plant that you want to manifest, if these are the fruit that you want to manifest from your labor, then that's what you need to do. You need to focus on, and that's what he's doing. Even when he's resting, he's still looking at it. His mind is still on it. So yeah, that's great. Um, okay. Let's look at the figure itself. So what were your thoughts on, on this figure? He just looks like somebody who is content and happy. And um, like I said, resting yet still focused. He's still looking at, you know, he's got his eye on prize. It's like my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Laid I, back. <laughs> I I love that he looks kind of youthful because um, I think sometimes when you have this fixation on things or like one specific topic and you work so hard on it, it can make you a little hardened or haggard or, you know, just tired. And I don't see that. I just see him. Being what are you trying very... to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I see him being just very focused. Um and I, I see like that stance is kind of like his his eyes aren't anywhere else besides on what he's doing. His, you got his head down. He's focused on his project right here and nothing's going to kind of get his attention elsewhere. Um, what did you think about his outfit? Uh, why don't you go first on this? Because you always have delightful insights on these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I said that. So, you know, it looks a little like orangey in terms of like the tunic, but it also can match like the the boots there, which is like a brown. So I, I'm going to say like I'm going to go with a brown and, and blue kind of um, interpretation for the outfit. And I'm saying that the brown is obviously a connection to like earthly, like physical things. And then the blue is like that emotion. So maybe that's his, his drive. That's his reason for doing this. That's his purpose. And what I like about that interpretation is then it makes it to me seem like he's not doing this job of cultivating this plant for material gains. He's doing it to, you know, either better his situation, better his family's situation or whatever, help, help others out. I mean, I, we we don't know, but it seems like there's more than just, I want to make money. I want to be able to, you know, get more material things. That was for me, the interpretation of the blue. What about you? I like how the blue kind of looks like water on mm-hmm. his arm. So to me, if you take that blue, the water and the earth, the earthly color, mix it together, that's what you need for a proper mixture. So it's kind of like going back to what we we're saying, how he's really focused and he knows what he's doing. It's even represented in the clothes that he's wearing. Like this is what he represents. He's the farmer. He's the earth and the water coming together to create life. Mm-hmm. And then he's got that white 
collar, which is pretty cool because in my card anyway, it makes it look like he's uh, kind of like a priest. How, how he had they, they have the white collar. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's coming from that um, place of purity. And I love that there's just one tool um, because I think sometimes people think that they need to have like multiple ways of doing things. And sometimes the simplest tool is the best tool in order to kind of reap benefits. And so this doesn't look like some advanced piece of technology or anything like that. It just looks pretty basic. And sometimes, you know, basic is best. Yeah, that's right. All right. Keeping now let's, simple. let's look at the background, the mountains. Do you have any thoughts there? Well, mountains are always, uh, we always talk about how they can represent challenges in the future, but since his back is to the mountains, maybe it's where he's already been because, you know, he does look like he's kind of youthful, but he's not a kid. So he's definitely been around a little bit. So it's possible his village or wherever he grew up was on the other side of those mountains and he had to make his own way to some, you know, claim his own land and then till it. So maybe that just is going to show that he's like in a valley somewhere all by himself away from civilization you know you don't see any castles or any towns in the background so that's kind of what i'm getting from that he's just out there doing his own thing and i'm looking at it and because it's in the background it's giving me this feel of like maybe the the hardships that he endured to be able to get this plant to grow to this size are are kind of over and he's able to reap those benefits and you know life is just a series of like ebbs and flows ups and downs and so you know, it's very, obviously it could be very seasonal too. You know, you have this growing season and it reaches a peak, a pinnacle of, of, of this ripeness where you could take the fruits and then, you know, everything needs, starts to decay before it can like start to grow again and things like that. So I love that it's in the background there because it's really giving me that feeling of he's kind of overcome this and it's in the past. All right. Any final thoughts on the look of this car before we move on? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. So let's say this card comes up in a general reading. What would you say? If this came up in a general reading, I think that it would definitely signify the person is, well, like, again, it depends on the situation. So if they're happy with, with it, with where they are in life, this signifies that whatever they're doing or the work that they've gone through is starting to finally yield some positive benefits or starting to yield some fruit. So it's a good time to take a rest, but stay focused mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe plan your next moves or what are you going to do now with this fruit? You're going to bring it to market. What are you going to do? You know? So, um, it's just another stage. It's like, you know, life is a cycle. This is one stop on the cycle just because you were, you're um, yielding some fruit now. It's not happily ever after, you know, the winter's coming. You have to, what are you going to do with this fruit? You got to make it last I said that if this came up in a general reading, I would say that it's kind of a keep your eye on the prize type of thing. Um, Don't let distractions kind of come in and influence you and deter you from what you want to do. Because if you do, a lot of times when you lose that focus, whatever you were trying to get becomes out of grasp for you. Um, So in a general reading, I said, like, if you had a specific kind of thing that you were talking about, a situation, just kind of focusing on it before you can kind of handle it and then eventually move on. And I think that's, you know, in a general way, avoidance of certain topics or situations doesn't make them get resolved any faster. It actually isn't resolving anything. Eventually, you'll have to deal with it. And then it's going to be a bigger mess probably than it was when you first initially were supposed to deal with it. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> All right. What if this was in a like a love or relationship reading? 
this could represent a certain point in a relationship where the relationship is starting to yield fruit. So maybe children, or this can also like for a single, single person, this could represent the person who has maybe been in some relationships before that didn't work out. And they've done that self-knowledge and went through those mountains. Now they're in the Valley, the fertile Valley, and they're doing everything they need to do. So now it's the time for them to, um, to find someone else. It's a good time is what I mean. So yeah, it's, I mean, when else would be the best time when you're a farmer to find a lady, you know, when your crops are coming in, let's do this. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to talk about two different scenarios. Obviously one is if you're single, one is if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, I obviously said it's the work and effort that goes into a relationship that helps maintain it and make it be fruitful and grow and stay positive and not kind of fall apart and decay. And so if you're in a relationship, then I'd say like either you're putting in work or if this came up, I'd honestly probably go the other way and say either you or your partner are not putting in the work necessary to kind of have the benefits of that relationship come to you or to keep it being healthy and um, fruitful and growing. And so it's kind of maybe a little self-reflection for you to either look at either yourself, your own behavior, or to see how your partner is acting to see if maybe they're not putting in an effort. And a relationship cannot be 100% on one side and 0% on another. It can kind of sway, I think, back and forth, but it should always try to maintain some level of balance. Um, and so if you were in a relationship, that's what I would say to look at. If you're single, and we've talked about this before, I would say that this is kind of really um, just kind of investing in yourself and growing your as yourself as a person. And if you're able to grow as a person and reap these benefits and become like this very fruitful kind of um, very dynamic person who's like well-rounded, then that's going to be appealing to other people. You know, no one's going to think it's appealing if you have like a little vine with this dead plant on it. You know, you're going to say that we're going to be like, wow, this person's really worked on that. And I think that if you see somebody and if they're single and they're, they're working on themselves and they're trying to better themselves that is a reflection a lot of times of the work that they could put into a relationship because clearly they're not scared of that type of work. They're going to be able to say as like a potential person who could be like, Oh, that person, I see them doing that. I could say, I could see them then working to make, maintain this relationship and keep it positive and keep it growing as opposed to, well, they couldn't even take care of themselves. And now I have to try to care, take care of myself and them. And then that's, you know, that's never going to work. Yeah that's a recipe for disaster. They, I think people at least it's good for them to at least be aware they need to do work. So absolutely. All right. Now, what if this came up in like a career focused reading? <clears throat> this could easily transition from what we just said about relationships into careers. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I don't think we have to spend much time on that part, but I could say though, if maybe if you're looking for a new job, this could be that signal that you have to go through those mountains. You have to get on the other side of that. You have to get to know yourself and find out what your intuition is really telling you. What's your path, you know, where you need to go. And once you do that, then you could focus on it and you could do anything. You could be this farmer. You could, uh, you could yield those fruit. You know, I'm going to say, you know, I agree with you about what we said about the relationship reading kind of applying to career readings. Um, I didn't say if this came up in a career and you were looking for a job, there was a 
it was like a little poem or something. And I think it was little house in the prairie and uh, it might not have been, but it was saying how when you're planting, you have to plant four seeds or something like that in every hole or something, because one of them is going to get eaten by birds. And then one of them is just not going to grow. And it, so by doing that, you have the most success. And I think that if you're looking for a job, the same thing applies. If you apply to one job and you just sit around like, well, I didn't get that job. You know, you have to apply and go out there to really type, try to, you know, spread those seeds to see where things will fall, what will land, what can grow. If you're just planting one seed at a time and waiting for it to grow, you're going to be waiting a long time. And then there's a lot of pressure on that one little seed to be able to grow. I say that also, if this is a career reading, I'd say that, you know, either you have an intense focus on a project or you're lacking focus on a project. And there's something that's kind of falling by the wayside that requires your attention. And, you know, I, we talked, I talked about how this figure doesn't look haggard or old or, or like tired or anything like that. And we've talked about work-life balance. And I think that that's so important that to kind of say, like, even if you want this to grow, you can't sit out and watch this plant all day, every day. What is that going to accomplish? It's not going to accomplish. It's not going to make it grow any faster. It's not going to make it grow any better. You know, you have to trust that you're doing the right thing. Um, and if this was a career, I would say this obviously could be like a farmer, but it could also be something where you're like planting seeds of like, you know, like a teacher or something like that. Um, trying to get those, the seeds of knowledge that you're kind of you know, sowing to grow in your various students. And I think that's a great analogy. I'm so sorry. I just keep droning on and on. But I think it's a great analogy because you're not going to be able to touch every student and inspire every single student. But you can inspire even just one. And if you inspire one, then, you know, you've done a great job in my book. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking. No, yeah, that. you're right. You can only <laughs> you can only do so much. But I, I like how you use that as analogy a career for somebody who is uh, planting seeds like that, especially in mines, mm -hmm. because you never know what, you know, you never know what you're doing how, and how it's going to affect somebody in a positive way and how it's going to change the world. Exactly. And, you know, there could be a situation where you could feel so down on yourself, but again, you don't even understand and, and you can't comprehend that someone was really affected by what you did. Um, and like, that's such a great feeling. I, you know, I'm not going to go into my own personal stories about that, but there's a reason that I'm, I'm very invested in education because I get so much reward. I reap so much reward from when I go out and I, I interact and teach kids, um, especially in the communities that I think really need it. All right. Final thoughts on this card before we move on. Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Me too. So for the next part of the podcast, we're going to look at the same interpretation or the same um, card, but it's a different interpretation. It's in a different deck. So for this part of the card, Brandon normally gives a description and we just kind of do our initial thoughts. Um, and just as a reminder, you know, there's various different types of decks. Just because you know what seven pentacles means in the Rider Waite deck does not mean it's going to be the same across the board for every single deck. Um, so it's really kind of no, important to know what like the, the message is of each deck and, and get familiar with that before you kind of go in and, and do a reading, I think. Yeah, for sure. And you can also use it as like a different perspective, different kind of uh, uh a viewpoint, I guess. Um, all right. So we're today we're talking about the seven of discs in the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. And if you want to check it out, just Google Thoth deck, T-H-O-T-D-E-C-K. If you want to buy one, 
like I said before, go to our Amazon link and buy it. Really easy to find. Okay, so this is a really crazy looking card. I would definitely suggest going to our Instagram and checking it out. I see um, seven different, I'll say discs just because that's what it's called. So there's four on the bottom and then three on top. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. So it reminds me of like a, a maybe dice or dominoes. Um, and then the way there's like, it's hard to tell, but it kind of looks like they could be fruit and there's like trees around them or maybe like some kind of feathers or something coming out of it in branches. And, uh, it's like dark green and black around those. It's really hard to explain. You'd have to check it out, but each one of the discs does have a symbol on it. And it looks like you see, um, <clears throat> maybe a symbol for the bull and one it actually looks exactly like the Chicago bulls symbol. And then the other symbol that I see, it could look like a, um, maybe like a Spartan or some kind of warrior face like that. And at the bottom, it says failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think of this card? Pretty intense. Yes. Um. And the color is just, um. it's just very harsh. It's very dark. Um, so it definitely makes me think of that. Do you know, you said like feathers. It honestly, to me, looked almost like demon wings. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which obviously like is not super positive. Um, but I love that you said it looked like, like a Spartan. It's actually um, I looked it up. The symbol is Saturn. So it's Saturn and then Taurus, which is the bull. Um, mm. And I see these branches kind of hooking into them. Um, but whereas in the Rider Waite, we saw this this very green and lush plant. This looks like dying and decaying and a total lack of growth and health and fertility, which I guess could be considered a failure. Um, and I love that you said it kind of looked like dominoes because I couldn't really put my finger on exactly what that looked that like um, arrangement there looked like. But it's very like unsettling for me. Yeah. You know, what it also looks like, do you ever see, you ever hide inside like a, a pine tree or a bush or something and you see it from the inside. So it kind of looks like we're looking at the inside looking outward. So we're like seeing the bottoms of all the leaves and the inside of all the fruit. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's sun on the outside of that, but we're only seeing the darkness. So we're like, uh, we're concealed from the light by it. Like we're, we're getting a behind the scenes view. I love that. And I think that, you know, you get, the difference in viewpoints, especially with like a pine tree, you see it on the outside and it looks like so full. But then when you look on the inside, there's all these tiny branches holding all these tiny needles and it's so intricate. And that's definitely what I see here. It almost reminds me of like, um, like blood vessels or something kind of, if this was alive, you could see it going into these discs and, and helping them maintain some kind of vitality. But now it just looks like, it's almost infected them all with poison or something, some kind of death. <laughs> the death is failure. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were saying before with the vibration. And that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. It's, um, you know, when the vibration gets lowered, you, you sink into failure and rot and decrepit <laughs> and sneezes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, I really hope I'm not getting sick. Um, <laughs> I know. You haven't been to China, have you? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I just feel like I'm also looking at this and I see that the top two or anytime that I see the two, it almost looks like a heart shape. Um, but the heart is is being kind of pulled apart by these these branches or these um and then the one that's a solo, it kind of just looks like it would be a leaf. And those would be kind of like the little, um, you know, the parts of the leaf, like attached to like the stem part or whatever that would kind of branch out off of that. But again, it just everything looks so um, dead. So bleak. Yeah. And so, you know, I know we don't normally get into like meanings of this, but if this came up in a reading, like what would you even say? How do you how do you spin this in a way that isn't because for me, this seems more scary than like the death card because I'm not scared by the death card um, and the rider weight deck. This one I look at and I'm like, oh, it's like for me. I would interpret it as like sometimes it doesn't matter how much work you put into something or how much money you throw at something. It's still just doomed to fail. Yeah, um, you could look at it that way. You can also look at it in the way I was saying how we're looking at it like from the inside out. So sometimes you need to look at things differently. And sometimes when things on the outside seem great on the inside, they're actually terrible. So mm-hmm. this could maybe be a signal to the person, hey, you know, everything might look good on the outside, but what's going on? You know, there might be something that you have to address. So in that way, we can look at it at least in a positive way. Look at you trying to maintain that positivity. That was my goal for 2020. And I think I'm doing it, but I think that sometimes the harsh realities are like, sometimes it doesn't matter how much work you put into something. Something is still just, it just plays out the way it's supposed to play out. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you have to change course and it's okay. It's not your fault. And it doesn't matter how much work the pilgrims or the Puritans put into their farming when they landed in New England. At the end of the day, they still had this shitty rocky soil that, you know, wasn't great at growing all of the crops that they were growing in in Europe. Exactly. Except for tobacco. (laughs) And that's why they had to rely on the Native Americans. All right, but we're getting too we're too too far off course. All right, um, any final thoughts on this card before we move on? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, cool. I'm glad that we're moving on from this card because I don't like it. Um, in the sense, like I said, it just seems very negative to me, and I'm like, ugh. Um, I don't want to I don't want to kind of have that negativity in my life. Just gonna shrug it off. Um, I feel like sometimes you know things play out the way they are supposed to, and I'm liking to think that that already happened for me in terms of certain situations, and now onwards and upwards. Okay, so now what we're going to do is last week we talked about pages and the meaning of a page. Um, so we are looking at the court cards now in the four different suits. And talking about what do each of these court cards mean, not necessarily individually in terms of each individual court card in the specific suit, but kind of in general, Um, because the court cards, just like we talked about with the numbers one through 10, do kind of have a story and a connectivity, I think, across all suits. All right. So do you have anything you want to start off talking about? We're talking about kings today. Um, I'm thinking that one of the major common themes that they have is they are all thing or they're all sitting on a throne of some sort which i really like because you can use that as additional interpretation so not only do you see a male figure well ostensibly male figure seated they're all each on a different throne 
so it's not like you only have the uh, different symbols to uh, compare them by. Okay. Um, and so any thoughts on, on um, in general, Kings? Um, I, I just, for me, they represent the, that masculine energy and that masculine, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Power? Yeah, I guess energy would be the way that, you know, like everybody has masculine and feminine um, traits inside them. So this is just the masculine power, the masculine energy that's within you. So I think that just everyone is just depending obviously on what suit it is. Uh, and then you keep it a little more narrow or you can narrow it down a little bit more. I can't talk today. I don't know what is going on. Um, <laughs> Why don't right. you go, Ashley? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll take it away. Um, take it away. So I love what you said about them sitting on a throne. And I think there's a lever, a level of comfort there. Um, and that's a showcasing of power of like, I don't feel like I need to be kind of standing up. All of the pages that we saw last week, they, they all looked so eager and young. And not saying that there's not a youthfulness to the kings, but I think that they have the experience um, and they've, they have the life that they've the life behind them to kind of be at the pinnacle of of power and understanding um and experience and then they're like fully um developed whereas the page might be just starting out on his journey or on their journey the king is giving you this this feeling of um not necessarily the end of the journey, but like I have dominated this specific topic or I feel mastery over a specific thing um like they have full control. So either it's over their emotions or um, uh, thoughts or, you know, any kind of earthly um, possessions or things like that or their own goals. Um, and they're very stable. They're very solid on these thrones. They kind of have this this regal feel. I mean, obviously, because they're kings um, and it's they're then able to oversee and direct um, that knowledge maybe in part to others. And so if this came up in a reading, I would say that this is a gentleman or someone who has that knowledge. Again, I, I don't want to be like gender specific here. So it could be an older male. So someone who's like, um, you know, more middle-aged, um, they don't have to be male, but they could have this masculine energy or they could have this knowledge base that gives them the mastery over a specific topic. And it's somebody that definitely is in command, in control. Um, and this is going to be someone who is able to carry out certain tasks. So whereas, you know, the pages are kind of full of life and ideas and I think very naive in in a sense. The kings are, when they set their mind on something, they do it. So this could definitely be a mentor, someone to help guide you, or it could be a position that you one day want to, you know, get to yourself. You want to get to the point where you could be that for someone, but you want to have that mastery over something. That yeah. was that was kind of that was good. I yes. like it. <laughs> um, and I love that the different um, 
you know, each of the suits kind of gives you an idea of what that that mastery is or what that control is. And I think it makes it a lot easier to then pinpoint who this person could be in your life. You know, so each of the suits has its own physical attributes associated with it. And we've talked about this already um, in terms of swords and pentacles and cups. So we only have one left. And I think we'll probably do a little review later on about what each of these court cards or I mean, what each of these suits look like in terms of like physical looks but i think it's also equally as important to know what each of the suits references in terms of ideas and things like that because that helps you figure out who this person is um in the reading so for me when i do a reading and a court card shows up it's always reflective of a certain person in that person's life as opposed to an idea or something like that that comes up from one of the number cards or something um So, you know, if it's the suit of cups, it's going to be someone who has mastery over like creativity and emotions. And again, it could be masculine energy in the sense of they're not letting their emotions control them. I don't know. We don't normally think of men in a in that way in terms of like being, um, you know, in in tune with their emotions. And I'm being very sexist right now. Um, It's like a master of their own feelings, but able to control them and not let them like dictate how they're going to behave. Um, and then pentacles, this is going to be uh, somebody that has um, control over, you know, the, um, the fruits of their labor. It's like they're able to have that discipline and stability to be able to maintain their power. Um, so they they are able to provide, I, I, you know, honestly, like this reminds me of my dad providing advice and guidance. Um, and but in terms of that can be a like verbal type of support, but also could eventually give off like financial support as well. Dad, if you're listening. Talking Um, about the King of Pentacles? Yes. Mm -hmm. What about the fact that his eyes are closed? Did that make you think of anything? It didn't. Why? What did you think of? Well, when you were saying before about like how he's giving advice and stuff, I can kind of see that he's like kind of leaned back and he's like kicked up and he's, you know, like he's running it. And I think, the fact that his eyes are closed is that he's just trusting his instincts and his intu- intuition. Like he's not trusting his eyes. Like like a Jedi. I think that there's also um, a level of see again the going back to like there's this level of power and control there of like I don't need to keep my eyes open because I trust that I have all this power and that no one's gonna like come up and like stab me real quick. Yeah. Um, he's got a firm grasp on it. All right. And so then for King of Swords, I said that this is um, somebody who has control over their intellect and authority, um, but also, you know, is able to see multiple sides of a situation in terms of keeping things balanced and being able to judge things and not be one sided. Um, so this is somebody that is not, again, not easily swayed by emotions, but not easily swayed by like a logical type of situation either. Um so they're able to kind of see all the different perspectives. And then King of Wands, I said that um, it's it's this kind of um, control over coming up with ideas and then actually carrying them out. So with the pages, we saw that kind of this hopefulness, I think this like youthfulness that is associated with with being excited about trying something new. This is somebody who like has an idea and actually carries it out. 
Yeah, I like that. They put in the work. They saw it through. They stayed focused, and they got it done. And then they understand, obviously, <clears throat> oh, there's Giz. Giz. Um, they understand the importance of that and how, you know, the the merit that there is in doing something like that. Um, and, and knowing that you put in the work and then you get to reap the wa- rewards. And I think that looking at that card, um, you know, you get the idea of somebody who could carry things out, but also kind of the idea of sometimes they can be kind of ruthless and their way of carrying things out is like maybe destroying someone else to do that. We don't advise that here on the terrible podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any other thoughts here on the King cards? Um, no, I think, like I said, what I was trying to say before, I didn't put it so eloquently, but it just represents that masculine energy. And it's not that, you know, I think the way society looks at it, like you said, men aren't supposed to cry. But I think they got it wrong because men do have feminine energy and masculine energy inside of them. And women, same thing. They have feminine energy and masculine energy inside them. And I think this is just representative of getting that male masculine energy under control and then you can make it work with the feminine energy in your life and then we can talk about that next week when we talk about the queens and what that means and then next after that we talk about the knights Mm -hmm. and then we could talk about why we put them in that order and this is what it has to do with though it has to do with getting that energy together and the knights go last because they actually represent action in the world which is a marriage of the masculine and feminine energy love it all right so next week we are talking about eights, so the eight of pentacles, the eight of discs, and then we're looking at the different queen cards. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I can't wait. Crazy eights and crazy queens. Yep. Or like I like to say, crazy apes. <laughs> yes, you got to watch out for them, too. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Terrible Podcast. You can check us out by going to terrible.com, T-A-R-O-T-B-O-L-L.com. And you can find the, the podcast there. And if you want to support us, go to comedylol.com. There's a few ways you can do that there. And we thank you as always. And we will see you next week. Bye. Stay terrible. There you go. <laughs>